What's up, all you beautiful people? It's your boy Hobart coming to you today, Tuesday, April thirteenth, and we're we're this today is going to be a first. Um, you know, usually when I do these episodes, I like to record them and then I let them sit for a week. I let I let these episodes age for about a week, about seven days, maybe ten. Um. Gives me time to to edit at a leisurely pace. Maybe listen back to it if I need to, or fix any audio issues. But uh, I'm so excited about this conversation. I'm just going to go ahead and release it today. So you're getting this fresh off the digital boat. Um, this is this is one that is the most current uh, episode I've released to date. Um, and we'll more on that in a minute. Um, I just wanted to take a moment to express how exciting it is to be alive right now and to be witnessing like a living legend. And I'm talking about Steph Curry. Can we just take a second to take a step back and just appreciate, um, you know, this man? this character, this, this legend, legendary figure. I I was watching, I watched the Warriors game last night against the Nuggets and I was just hit by, you know, growing up, you know, I grew up in the nineties, the Jordan era. And I think for anybody growing up, you know, as a young person, you're constantly being hit uh, with, with legends from, from the elders in your culture, you know, stories of, of way back when, and the greatness of the heroes of the past. And certainly nowhere is this more prevalent than in sports. You know, you, you hear about, well, oh, you think this guy's good. Well, in my day, you know, where Larry Bird was a legend or Magic Johnson or, you know, um, Rick Barry, or, you know, you hear the, about these sports heroes and, you know, and even Jordan, like I was obsessed with Jordan when I was a little kid, but I didn't watch that much basketball and I didn't get to experience it in real time so much. My little brain wasn't quite as developed to be able to like really take in the sport itself. It, I was more like, and Jordan was just like a part of culture and I got to experience him as this cultural figure. Um, but for the last, you know, five, five, six, seven years, uh, in my adult life, I've had, you know, the, the privilege and the delight of getting to witness like a true legend unfold and, and, uh, and a legend that, that is not someone we just traded for someone that, that really came up in, in our city. in in Oakland and now playing in San Francisco. And it's just, man, watching that guy last night, you know, just, just take the game, um, into his own hands. And I think, what did he score? Like 52 points. I got to look this up. I don't want to get this wrong as I'm talking about a legend. Um, Steph Curry scored 53 points last night. 
It was his ninth 50-plus point game this season, and he has now passed up Wilt Chamberlain on the Warriors' all-time scorer list. Um, And the dude's my age. He's 33, you know, and he's still in his prime. He's still peaking, and it's just so inspiring for me to watch watch someone like that. And, And last night watching the game, I was just hit by like, man, this is the greatest shooter of all time. And I'm getting to watch him. I'm getting to watch this legend, like live that out and continue to develop that story. And it's unfolding right before my eyes. And I don't know. I just got hit. I I got overwhelmed in the moment by, by, you know, I'm watching history in the making. And I know that I'm going to someday be that old timer, you know, talking to the next generation, being like, well, in my day, we had Steph Curry, and he would, you should have seen him shoot the lights out. You know, it's 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 exciting. I don't know. I'm just stoked. And it's been a, this has been a season of ups and downs, and there's definitely been a lot of frustration and a lot of things um, that have been hard. But, you know, I'm a Warriors fan. We're no stranger to that. Most of my life has been that. So I'm stoked on the moment. Can't wait for Clay Thompson to come back so I can see the Splash Brothers reunite. But uh, but just wanted to to put that out there that that you know if whether or not you're a basketball fan, um, I would encourage you to try to experience you know one of these games where Steph is going off because it is truly a marvel to behold. Um, he's such a fun player to watch, and I've been getting a lot of enjoyment out of him this season. All right, shifting gears. My guest today is one of the most unique and special people I have ever met. I can honestly say that without hyperbole. Um, if you go travel in the world, whether whether it's in your own hometown, whether it's out and about in the world, in other countries, in other places, um, you know, if you keep your heart open and you keep your eyes open you'll come across characters and you will encounter people that will change your understanding of what it, what the potential of human experience is and the potential of character is and, and and redefine those terms. Um, And I think in order to introduce properly, you know, this person that I'm having on my show today, I really need to tell a brief story about a huge event in my life. Um, <clears throat> in to, in 2016, it was a huge year for me. It was um, really like the uh, kind of one of those years that was a a boundary of sorts where I was kind of straddling two eras in my life. It was like this really this ending of of the peak of like my Saturn returns, you know, which is kind of a woo term to some, but for me has, has really been useful in, in describing my life. You know, this period of like my late twenties where the things in my life, the the patterns that I was engaged in that were no longer serving me, they started to make themselves known to me in, in increasingly loud ways. And life was kind of hitting me against the head being like, Hey, you know, it's almost like as a kid, you know, when, when someone takes your hand and starts hitting yourself, hitting your head and it's like, Hey, stop hitting yourself. Hey, stop hitting yourself. 
It's kind of what life was doing to me. And, you know, within this year, you know, I saw like some amazing connections in my life take place, some new friends. Um, I kind of fell in with these wild and crazy musicians, the California Honey Drops, and saw this world open up and saw this kind of potential for my own creativity and my own connection with this musical group that really inspired me. Um, and I witnessed, you know, I had this amazing heartbreak, um, that was really powerful and really transformative and a healing around that, that felt really good. I met, you know, I met someone really special and I was also at this point in my life where I was just looking for, looking for a change looking for a change in, in thinking about who I was and in the story that I was telling myself about who I was. And I started having these dreams um, about India, about traveling to India and experiencing the culture. And, you know, after a few months of, of really like processing and working through the, the emotions of the heartbreak, one night, you know, I had a little extra money and I just decided to to pull the trigger, I had this conversation with, with a roommate at the time who was from India. And, um, I left that conversation feeling resolved and, and I bought a ticket. I bought a plane ticket. I didn't quite know yet how, you know, the trip was going to unfold, but, but, you know, that's one thing I like to tell the people who want to travel is like, just buy the ticket. Like everything else will, will unfold you know once you're going things tend to work themselves out and so I bought the ticket and I remember that night going to bed and just feeling so at peace for the first time in months I was excited about life again I had this thing to look forward to and I you know I had this image of just sailing above the clouds as I lay in my bed with my eyes closed and I had a couple months to pre prepare. I I, tr I traveled back to my hometown and, and met with some of my old teachers who had lived in India and started to put together an itinerary. I had this good family friend who, who had been living uh, for six months of every year in India for like 10 years and had been going there for 30 years. And he was like, just come and stay with me for two weeks for the beginning of your trip, get acclimated. So I did. Um, and I went and... Going to India, you know, for me, it sounds cliche, you know, as a Westerner to say, but I was really, I really was on like a spiritual quest, spiritual pilgrimage of sorts. I, I had this idea that, uh, what I really wanted in my life was to, to build my own mythology, to, to build my own story of who I was, um, so that I could tell myself that when I would feel lost and forget and to build, uh, my own rite of passage because in our culture we've kind of lost that as a society you know we don't really have a, a rite of passage for for young people anymore in in the traditional sense i think for a lot of people it's like going to college getting out of college and finding a career you know and then you get into that career and you know hopefully you've like figured out who you are so you you really love it and i think for a lot of people we don't and we end up having the dreaded, you know, quarter life or half life crisis, midlife crisis. Um, and it can be really painful and, and destabilizing. And, 
and this, so with this trip, I was really seeking to, you know, on one hand, build that, you know, build that mythology for myself and to create this ritualistic rite of passage to honor the, those difficult years of like growth and transition that I was coming out of in my Saturn returns, um, and to explore and, and figure out like, well, who do I want to be? Who is like the adult Hobart going to be? What is this going to look like? Like, how do I, how do I, you know, build this, these growth patterns into my life and, and what am I aiming for really? And, and I, for three and a half months, I traveled the West coast, you know, starting at the very Southern tip of India and making my way to the Himalayas and it was powerful. I had a lot of amazing experiences, you know, too much to go into in, in an intro. But um, in that time, I'd say that the, you know, one of the most important periods of time that I spent in that three and a half months was these 11 days um, on this tiny little beach in southern India, this beach called Paradise that I that I happened upon quite by chance Um and the beach was about the size of a football field, fully tropical, beautiful, gorgeous place. You know, every night the waves are shimmering with bioluminescence, neon greens and blues. It was like being an avatar. Um, and on my second night on the beach, I was swimming in the water in that late afternoon. And uh, I saw this Indian guy, you know skinny Indian dude, just, you know, in the waves and found myself closer and closer to him until the point at which our conversation was inevitable. And we started talking and, you know, I asked him his name and he said his name was Sandeep. And, you know, as a Westerner, you know, it's, it's a habit I've tried to break, but it's still hard. You know, the first thing that a lot of us Westerners ask when we meet someone is like, Oh, what do you do? You know? And, and often it's like, what do we, what do you do for money is, is, is the meaning. Um, and I think I asked him something like that, or maybe I was trying to change it up a little bit. And I was like, what are you, what are you into? What are you, what are you working on? And he said, you know, Hobie, my friend, uh, I am working on teleportation. I was like, Whoa, teleportation. Who is this guy? You know? And uh, I was like, oh, cool. So like, are you a, what are you a particle, you know, physicist? Are you into theoretical physics or scientists? And he was like, no, I am seeking, you know, I'm, I'm researching teleportation through meditation and through knowledge of self. And I was like, whoa, like, okay, I gotta, I gotta get to know this guy. And, um, over the next 10 days, you know, he really, Sandeep, is is truly an open door and is always including people and he brought me in to this family of of people from seven countries and we stayed on this beach for 10 days cooking food on the open fire and him and his companion Shalane uh taught us how to cook traditional Indian food and we shared songs and stories and just love you know and Sandeep is truly like just, you know, I like to say that he's the kind of person that can't go anywhere without making a new friend. And I surely was the beneficiary of that. Um, 
And over the course of the next couple months, we spent a lot of time together traveling and talking lots of philosophy and, and, uh, you know, even just sitting around him, I, I could learn a lot of lessons. You know, he's, he's a total teacher and, and really a teacher just by, you know, being this person that you can't help but be affected by when you're around him. Cause he's just so welcoming and accepting, non-judgmental. You can see in his light and the light in his eyes and, and the smile that he really is like every time I would talk to him, he would hang on every word and be so interested in what I would have to say. And, and I felt so seen by him, you know, every time. So I've wanted to get him on the podcast for a long time. And, uh, and finally we did it today. You know, it's hard scheduling. He's living in India. He's in Northern India. So we had to find a time that worked and he was really gracious with staying up a little past his bedtime so that it would work with my timing. And, uh, so we get into it, you know, and, and this is, I hope in some way in this conversation that you all get a taste of, of how, uh, not only how important this person is to me, but just how special he is, uh, with his mind and his, and his personality. And I think at times I do feel like I'm dealing with something much more deep and elemental when I encounter him, um, so, you know, for those of you out there that are interested in titles, you know, <laughs> we tried to figure out the best way to, to phrase his professional definitions, even though such a thing is, <clears throat> is almost laughable and, and silly. But um, for, the, for the sake of this, this context, Sandeep is a crypto investment manager and a holistic wellness advocate. And as you'll hear from his own words, you know, um, those are things that he's very intuitively involved in, but also, you know, has the, the good, the good nature to laugh at, you know, if one can even sum up the enormity of, of the experience into these terms. Um, but you know, one thing's for sure, Sandeep is very interested in, in people, in helping people in understanding people and in, in healing and, um, I know that he's helped me in my own life with that regard, and uh, it's just been really nice to connect and get him on here. And I hope that you guys have some takeaway out of out of this experience. Um, the last thing I'll say on a technical note, you know, we did this over Skype, and uh, and you know, there's lots of birds and ambient noise on his side and some dog barks so just take it all in as as part of the texture of the conversation you know it definitely helped me get back to the context of a lot of our conversations when i was in india excuse me you know which would often take place out on the deck somewhere with the jungle around us with the bird song with the dogs barking uh you know hopefully that is something that you can listen to and feel like transported to the to the the place where he was at um so yeah uh i really enjoyed talking to sandeep i hope you guys enjoy listening to it and um without further ado let me introduce to you my very deep friend sandeep kedia on this episode 30 of the bartcast great to hear from you what a surprise. 
Sandeep Baba. What's good, man? <laughs> uh, nice hot weather in India at the moment. Yeah? After the beaches of Goa. Oh, yeah. You've just been a party just boy, huh? them. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> That's what I think of when I hear Goa is just the crazy beach parties. Yeah, absolutely. The whole party scene of Goa. That's why that. one year lockdown in Goa. That's why I uh, skipped it on my trip because I was like yeah. looking for the shanti <laughs> for the peace. And uh, yeah, um, yeah, man. So you were saying you were saying that you're in northern India right now. Can you tell me again what part of India you're in? Yeah, northern India. Uh, it's Kanpur. It's like between Delhi and Varanasi. Probably okay. know about these two cities. Yeah, gotcha. just right between that. Sweet. And uh, what brought you to that town? Very interestingly, you know, I have been into crypto, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Back when we met four years ago. And uh, it has been getting better and better. And many people happen to ask me to help them to grow their crypto portfolio. Okay. And uh, it was a large sum which I have been ha- I've started to handle. And I thought it will be good to set up an office, a team who does the research for me. So I thought before going to mountains in the hot summer, I could spend three, four weeks here and set up a theme and office for the research on the, you know, on the cryptos and trading. That's, so that's awesome. how I happened to come here. Cool, <laughs> man. Yeah, and that's something that I think most foreigners don't know about India. I didn't learn this certainly until I was traveling is just how big mm-hmm. the um, seasonal migration is from the, you know, the south mm. and the winter up north in the summertime. Like that, that was something that I wasn't even aware of until I, until I. Hello. Yep. Can you hear me? Yeah. 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 I'm just talking about. Can you hear me? Yeah. Just how I, I you know, it, how most people who haven't been to India don't realize how large that seasonal migration is of people from the south to the north for the summertime i mean actually speaking the indian people do not do that migration okay only a small group of new like millennials or next generation gen z is actually starting to do that you know little bit of travel okay it is actually those who come to india they have they happen to do this migration more so that's how you came to know about it it's <laughs> good to know yeah. <laughs> because it's too hot for them in the south of india right so they you know move around that's thick and that's how busters. i got this bug from yeah <laughs> dude it's so good to hear your voice man right. it's, it's it's been what it's been like four years since we've so since we've seen each other yeah and um yeah yeah i mean it feels so amazing, actually, you know? Yeah. So many times we... And I just, you know... Happened. I, I think, I feel like I mm-hmm. should tell the story of how we met, you know, so that my listeners who are uh. wondering, like, who is this guy, you know? How did... What's he doing on the exactly. Bartcast? Um, you know, for those of you listening, uh, you know, in, in 2016, I traveled to India and did three and a half months traveling the West Coast, and... Um, I ended up on this beach, secret beach called Paradise um, in the state of Karnataka on the West Coast. And I was staying on the beach and one day I was out in the water, you know, body surfing in the waves. And I encountered this this uh, curious fellow who was in the water as well. And I started talking to him 
and he said, my name is Sandeep. And I was like, Sandeep, what, what, what are you into? What is it? What are you interested in right now? And I believe you looked right, me right in the eyes and you said, teleportation. And I was like, oh, I got to get to know this guy. For sure. <laughs> You're like, I'm researching teleportation with such confidence. Uh, and so, you know, out of that interaction, you know, that, this beautiful friendship grew and we spent months together traveling and I got to come visit you in your house and you and you and uh, your girlfriend took care of me when I got tricked into drinking dirty water in Mumbai and got very sick and, uh, and it, it, it was just a, you know a huge part of my whole trip was the Sandeep factor you know <laughs> I mean, you have been very open-minded about it, you know. Yeah. And you decided to actually explore with the people of the of the country you are into, and I think that's the best way to actually actually know the country, to know the culture, to connect. So. Yeah. All 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 credit goes to you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, that's growing up. I think I was I was blessed to have some teachers that were really drove that point home. You know, that if you're going to go to a country. You gotta, you gotta escape the tourist traps and and actually spend some time with the people of that country and do some uh, some mundane things. Exactly, that's how you do. You got some dogs in the background, mm-hmm. huh? Yeah, you know, India. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I miss the dogs. Um, yeah. Well, Sandeep, you know, can you just briefly, for my listeners, just describe, uh, you know, what your business is and and how you define you know, yourself and, uh, you know, what you're up to these days? Um, so if I, um, it's, it's a very broad area. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I mean, if you want me to be on something specific, uh, which you have from our last conversation, I would go there or I would be able to go uh, more, you know, broad on it. Yeah, just how do you, how would you like me to go there? Give me your like two minute elevator pitch if if I or maybe train pitch, you know, if I run into you on a on the train and you know and uh and you're trying and I'm we start talking and, and you're trying to explain to me, you know, what it is that you do. Um maybe that's a good place to mm-hmm. start. Well if you ask me uh, what I do the most of most hours in the day yeah then that would be about, uh, you know, the healing and the meditation work-related activities. Okay. So that is what I actually do most of the time of the day. But if you ask what I, what business I do, you know, what, where do I make the most money from, mm-hmm. then it would be cryptocurrencies. And uh, now which I'm, well, now the investment I'm putting into wellness products and services. So that's, that's very interesting because I put hardly two hours a day into my business, mm. you know, inverted commas. And uh, I, more, rest of the time I do with my foundation. I have a non-profit which, uh, for healing and meditation related uh, activities and to teach and workshops and retreats. So that's where I do my most of the time and energy. Cool. Uh, Can you tell me yeah, more about so, that? Like how did that get started? Because I, I remember when I met you, I don't think that had, that had been created yet, right? Yes, yes, exactly. That was not there at that time. And that that travel with you and I mean, at that time when I left Mumbai, you know, after after you went from my home within 
less than 30 days i had sold everything and and started on the roads i if you remember right yeah you know? yeah it was a, you and, took a big uh, a big plunge not not in the negative sense yeah, but just exactly. into the the pool of yeah, yeah. of new experience yeah. exactly and then the travels brought me to meet many people and experiences and many of them claimed many you know healing things which happened with them with with the interactions because of the some healing work on the channeling which we did together with my companion with, with my partner Salini remember her of course uh, so a lot of these things <laughs> yeah exactly so all of these things gradually led me to a place where i i felt like uh, in order to do it larger and in order to do it more globally it would be just a good idea to start a you know a non-profit and be able to you know, if you remember, I have this vision of reaching out to the billion people mm. and help them to meditate because I feel that is the way the world can be more peaceful and prosperous. And uh, if your mind and body are in are in balance, you know, mind, body, heart and soul are in balance, then you can do whatever you want to do in your life. And uh, that's where the meditation comes in. So these things led me after around two years from meeting you. We happened to, I and Salini happened to start the foundation by the name Soul Wave uh, Foundation, uh, under which we conduct these workshops and retreats and healing activities and meditations and stuff like that. And it has um, not like, uh, it is just growing. It is just like a baby right now. Okay. You know, uh, looking for the, like, I mean, not looking for, I think the travel, the, the right people and right things are coming together because, of course, you cannot do it all by yourself. You need the, the people who have done the work on themselves to come together to, you know, yeah, to be an example. You, know? you, you are not here to fix the world, but you can be an example of what happened to you. And that can be a, can, an inspiration or guidance for other people who, are, who want to take a journey. That's awesome. So that's, that's where I'm getting into. Nice, man. So, so with those stated goals that you just underlined, um, how does this, this nonprofit seek to to meet those goals like what 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 kind of uh what kind of you know work do you engage in to foster more meditation and connection in the world so um what i do is like i i travel regularly to the to these places like you have been knowing about you know dharamsala you were there in the triune where i'm going next month and uh, you know in the parts of like South Goa are in different different places of India and also outside uh, in Bali and places like that where more of the people who are seeking uh, you know seeking themselves seeking the inner peace seeking the self-realization and uh, you know go there and uh, I, I happen to go to those places and in a very natural way I happen to stay there in between the people around there I do my thing you know I do my own practice and I happen to connect with the people not an idea of like promotion or marketing or you know reaching them out or telling them because i feel when it comes to the spiritual work or healing work it is a connection it is something you feel with a person or you know with an event and then you go for it you know that yeah that is where i can get the help or that is where i can guide get guidance you can even use a billboard to you know to have a realization basically you know yeah. It is not something that you can be sold to people. Mm-hmm. So I prefer to have a more authentic, more like, I would say more organic way of doing it. I mean, I do feel like it is good to spread, about, spread and tell about yourself, you know, let your message out, tell your 
uh, values and feelings to the world, which I might be doing at some point of time using social media and website and stuff like that. But for now, I am just looking forward for an organic growth, an organic community of you uh, know global community of people who happen to come together at the right place, right time, like happened to meet you, right? Yes. In the ocean. I mean, who would have thought we would meet and we would be still connected after four years? You know? <laughs> I'm sure you would have met so many of them out there. <laughs> yeah, there's. I mean, right? even our little tribe. We, me and me and Sandeep, we uh, exactly. we formed a family from seven different countries, and we lived on this beach, and we're cooking on a fire, making, you know, chapatis and dal, and eating, sharing food together, and our stories, and. Um, so just so I make sure that I'm getting it right, you, when you're in your travels, you know, I, I know this about you and, and, you know, we can educate my listeners to it. But, but for those of you out there, you know, Sandeep is just about one of the most approachable and open and charismatic people I've ever met. It's, you can't not become friends with this guy. He's, he's going to be your friend, you know, whether you like it or not, pretty much. And, uh, <laughs> and so... The the image that I have when you tell me tell me this is that you know you're in your travels you encounter uh, you know different people who are seeking themselves or seeking the wisdom wisdom of self or or peace and then uh, through your own natural process you're you're kind of what you have these conversations with people and then you guys meditate together or how, what's that process like? That's the, that that's the thing, hobby. We are now in this world where we are always looking for a way or a process, you know. Mm -hmm. We are like in the university, we are trained of the things being done in a certain way. Mm -hmm. And that is great, no doubt about it. Like that's why you are having this beautiful device in your hand because of which we are able to communicate with each other. It, it involves a process, right? How do you do it? Like this and this and this. At the same time, the ideas and the opportunities, like we could have never had a process through which I and you would have met. Yep. That's a very live example of how I do the things. Yeah. I go out and follow my heart. The heart leads me to a place, to an event, to a cafe, to the you know, to, to just chill out, you know, to just be present, to, to relax and to do my own things. And my own things happen to bring those people together at that same place where I, I happen to just meet them and we connect and click, you know. Okay. And sometimes we don't, you know, that doesn't matter. Yeah. So there is no process about it, like the hardcore way of doing this after this. All I do, the, and, and okay, if I say the process, the process is following my heart. Mm. You know, following my happiness. Yeah. That's the process, if that <laughs> makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's, that's interesting. Um, so then you're, so we could say then that, that, the, that this nonprofit is, you know, a, 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 a structure that you've set up that allows you to follow your heart and build connection. Uh, I'm just trying to, to figure out exactly mm -hmm. um, what it is so that people who are interested can get involved and, um, you know, mm -hmm. and so I can understand better too what my friend Sandeep is doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, Cause I know mm -hmm. like from my experience with you that you have this gift, you have this amazing talent at, at connecting people and at at um, at building intimacy in groups with groups of people, getting getting past people uh, past their initial standoffishness or defensiveness, you know that's something that you're very mm -hmm. have a natural gift for. So 
<laughs> it makes sense to me um, that you'd be doing this kind of work. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, the, I I notice it, and you say it, and I have been noticing more of that. That I have been just natural. You know, the thing is that what has now what is naturally new, probably you would have experienced it. I wonder, Rob, hobby, hobbit, how do you want me to call you? <laughs> that what is your most innate talent? You don't even consider it that it is a talent, mm. because it is like breathing to you. Yeah. You know, like a fish in water. It doesn't know that it is swimming. It is just there. You know. It's like ask her where is the water. It's like what what water? What are you talking about? You know, it's the whole world is in the water. In the in the same way, you know, um, yeah, I notice that I have that that ability in me, and that is about just loving, you know, yeah. Like when you meet people without a judgment, when you prejudge that this, or rather, you know, prejudge that this is an amazing being, you know, and then, you know, and you approach and connect with them from that place. When you prejudge that the world is one family, you know, like there is this Indian uh, wording called Vasudevam Kutumbukam, which is like the one, the whole world is one family. Can you say that like when a little bit slower? From, I, I, I didn't quite, I couldn't quite yes. make out what, what the Indian word was that you said. It's called Vasudevam Kutumbukam. Mm. Vasudevam. So the whole world is one family. <laughs> I'm trying to say it again. <laughs> Vasudevam Kutumbukam. <laughs> yeah, uh, something like that. <laughs> no about it. <laughs> it's not the word; it's the meaning that counts. You know. Oh yeah, the intention. Yeah, the intention, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean that's where I approach from, and that has to connect. So the like I tell you, which it was very interesting. I remember very clearly ten years ago, sitting in one of the conversations. And I told somebody, I will never charge for my for this spiritual work, you know, mm -hmm. uh, because it, the whole idea of uh, charging for a spiritual work did not seem right to me at that point of time, because I felt that I am not doing anything. It is not my energy, you know. It is not my thing. It is just some, you know, a higher power which is working to you. And how can I charge for it, right? Mm -hmm. Going further, I realized that I am not charging for it. You know, I'm charging for my time, my energy, and years which I put in getting there, which is definitely I'm having in limitation because I'm got to live like maybe few few decades in the, in my life. You know, yeah. not few hundred years even, <laughs> right? Some sixty, seventy years, and out of that, I'm giving that time and energy. But still, the idea of charging for the work did not feel much sense to me. So what I did is that I had a separate source of income with crypto and other investments. And then I started the non-profit so that I can put, you know, people can pay, but that money goes into reaching out to more people, basically. Mm. You know, it's like pro bono kind of work. Also, you can do, which I do a lot. Yeah. You know, and which, and and it takes care of, you know, for the spiritual work. Also, you need to, you know, travel. You need to eat. You need to meet. You know, yeah. you need to do many things in order to even do, even for organizing a meditation. Event you need to book a place and stuff like that, you know. Even to make a course, if you want to give it for free, you need to make shooting. You know, you need to put the word out through internet and social media or otherwise. Mm -hmm. So I thought I realized that if I want to reach more people, it would be good to have more fun, and I don't need it for myself, you know. Yeah. But it, you know, it's just like it can feed the whole work. 
So that is where the concept of foundation came into the place. If if I understood, if that was the question that you were asking. Yeah, yeah, no, that makes sense. Uh, it's and then I we started it and and no. Yeah. I think anyhow, and having the other source of income gave me a freedom to be detached, because many of us, I see so many of us want to do the good work, but then you know you need something for yourself to take care of yourself, and then. There is this conflict can come in for some of them, you know, mm. that uh, to make it, uh, you know, this is about intention, you know, when you do it just for yourself or just to feed yourself, then, and if there is any kind of fear associated, then there is a contamination in the energy which you deliver. Mm. And I'm not saying everybody is doing it, but you know, when you are doing it just for fun, or when you are doing it because you want to do it, or when you are doing it because your survival depends on it, it's a very different energy. Yeah, that's that's true. It's totally true. I, I definitely notice a difference so, in my videography work that I'm doing when it's a <clears throat> when it's a project that I'm doing because I I love the people involved or I love the art itself. Right. Versus when I'm needing mm-hmm. to keep, you know keep the lights on and, and pay my bills, and it's something that is not as much love centered, but more like, you know, resource centered or support centered. Definitely changes the- Exactly, you know, exactly. So that's where the difference come. And I don't have much expensive, you know, see, I have just two bags, which I own. Just two bags? (laughs) That's it. (laughs) Just two bags, you know. (laughs) That's all my property. Yeah, you're- uh, um... And I eat very simple food. (laughs) Yeah, what's what's the, what are like the traveling spiritual nomads who have forsake all material gains? What are they called, in, the guys you see in India? No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. It is because that uh, because the flight does not allow more than two. <laughs> no? <laughs> oh, the prag- spiritual and, pragmatist. I love it. Uh, and another thing is that, you know, yeah, yeah. I was just going to yeah, ask yeah. you, in, in doing this work, do you find that you, when you're traveling and, and you're having these experiences, um, do you tend yeah. to, fall into these 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 moments or or this work is it more with with foreigners with people traveling in the countries or or residents of the country themselves is is there a local vibe to it too or how does that dynamic you know express itself as that's that's a very good question that's a very good question that you asked and and very interestingly you know uh, 99.99% of the people i work with are non from india mm. you know all over the states, Canada, Europe, Australia, New Zealand, all of these countries, most of them. And uh, after, I would say 99.99% because it was 100% eight months, seven, eight months ago. Mm. So after COVID, I did come across some people from India who happened to come and, uh, you know, and, and decided to work, you know take some help in order to work upon themselves. Not that they need or not that anybody needs it. I believe everybody have it in them to do it. But sometimes it is good to use help, you know. Yeah. It's just like that, uh, you know, um, you can walk on the floor, but it is good sometimes to walk on the, on the, with a sleeper on, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's interesting. There, there's an irony there, right? That, uh, you know, I think for many Westerners, we have this view of, of India as being this place you know, where everybody meditates and everybody is connected into the universal, you know, Atman of global collective consciousness. And so many of like the ideas 
in our own, uh, you know, mythology in this country as, as Eastern philosophy, you know, in the sixties and seventies made its way to, to the U S you know, India Mm -hmm. was a huge symbol of Mm -hmm. that in this country. So it's, it's interesting that, um, that the, you know, just the topography of the world now is such that, uh, that there, it, it all, like by your own words, you're encountering more Westerners who are interested in diving into this stuff than you know, than we might assume, you know, mm-hmm. based on the traditions. I mean, there, there is one interesting thing which just comes to me because you say that, and it is only for the sake of saying I'm saying it, that you always seek what you do not have. Mm. So according to your statement, <laughs> maybe the Indian people already have it, you know. <laughs> yeah. So that's why they are not seeking it anymore. Right. But but jokes apart, yeah, but jokes apart, yeah. I know I would be very honest about it. That it's a simple thing if you see that uh, the India has been ravaged for a thousand years, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. And I'm not blaming anyone about it. You know, it is just something that we decided, we chose, you know, in the form of karma or in the form of our fears or insecurities that we let it ourselves be reversed. Mm. I feel that we are responsible for what happens to us. Okay. And so at this in these years, you know, as, as we lost a lot of our material wealth, you know, material abundance if you call it, you know, all the all the India was called golden bird of the world, you know, and all these things like that. Yeah. So India had a lot of all of that. But it all got lost. But what we lost the most is our spiritual strength. And I think that is the thing which was of which we lost the material one. No? Mm. I mean, I know it could be something very hard to digest. On one hand, I feel that, I mean, even in India today, if you go to any kitchen in the country, you will never see them measuring the quantity of spices and or something and putting it. They just know intuitively how much to put and they make good food. I mean, I think Indian food is famous. Oh, yeah. Not I want to say that. No, I mean no, I I, I remember right that very vividly, making dinner with you and Shalane, and it was like the best doll I had ever tasted. And I remember turning to Shalane <laughs> and being like, "How much spices do you put in here? Like, what's the ratio? You know, I can never make it this good." And she's exactly. like, "I just put in as much as we need." You know, <laughs> it's like it's kind of this alchemy. Yeah, you know? this is there. Yeah, this is there exactly. And at the same time. Um, having lost a lot of our self-respect, I would say, as a country, because of all this, you know, thousands of years of events, mm-hmm. we have started to disrespect what we have. I'm talking about in mass numbers, generally, you know, not all of them. Mm-hmm. Disrespect what we have and try to be more of, you know, westernized. And again, I, I know I'm reaching both the audience here probably and more of the western audience and I, have, I am not having any complaint. I'm not judging at all. Yeah. And westernized is not bad. I think it is amazing. You know, all this material work which has been done in the west is incredible. Yeah. And at the same time, I feel there is a middle path, you know, yeah. where spirituality and materialism meets. And that's where all the fun lies. <laughs> and that is where I think we are reaching out with the West coming into here and gaining the spiritual knowledge and the Indians trying to, you know, become more Westernized, you know. If you remember, you told me, remember one day that, Sandeep, I have a request if you can do it. Don't become like us, Mm. you know. Mm -hmm. If you remember, that's one message you told me at my home when you were like, I see all these people, you know, just trying to flaunt an iPhone or, you know, stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And you told me to... I would like you to give a message to your country that 
know, don't do the mistake that we have done. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was interesting and, uh, watching uh, because I did have that experience of a lot of meeting a lot of young, you know, late 20, early 30 year old yeah. Indians who were so enamored by by things like big tech and American culture, main, <laughs> you know, our kind of mainstream music and um Right. And I was worried, you know, because I was also getting little tastes of, you know, kind of the tr- more traditional Indian culture, which is what I was looking for, you know, is a big part of traveling is you want right. to learn about, well, what does this country have as its own legacy and its own style? And I just, yeah, I, I, I had that feeling come up where I was like, man, like, you know, I would see people kind of uh, trying to emulate, you know, this this perception of what America is like. And, you know, me personally exactly. brought up a lot of feelings of, of, of criticism about it because, you know, nobody is is more aware of, you know, like 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 we're all like the most aware of our own country's shortfalls. Right. Like I, I live it every day in my mm-hmm. country. I know what things are, are hard here. And so when I see other people that are adopting those things, it's like, man, this is, you know, you have a lot of cool exactly. stuff going on on your own. And I, I think that that was kind of the intention behind it was, you know, just being like, make sure you don't lose your own cultural wisdom. Cause that's, there's some really deep stuff. there. Exactly. I mean, exactly. And that's where the, you know, the harmony has to come in. You know, people have to respect what they have. And I think there's a great, great wisdom and the great treasure of spirituality in the East. Mm-hmm. And, uh, then use and combine it with the, with the beautiful progress the West have made. You know, yeah. and then the then the soup will be the most tastiest one. You know, <laughs> then that will be the best doll of the world. <laughs> the best doll of the world. And I will, you know, <laughs> and you know, <laughs> and and that's what I feel is one of the places where I want to play the role. You know, yeah. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to more and more bring it together. Even the team which I'm working on creating, or rather manifesting for with the foundation, I want to have an equal numbers of men and women and uh, and the you know people of different nationalities because if we are working on vasudevam kutumbakam like i said you know one world one family then we need to have that in our own structure first you know it it the charity begins at home right so if we are able to live together inside the organization as one world one family only then we could be a living example of it you know and maybe we could bring us a little of of that know movement in that direction i love that man so <laughs> yeah that, that that's the that's where the idea is so in in this work that you're doing i'm curious because this is you know as as i as i continue to try to develop uh the theme of this podcast you know one of the hardest questions that's the most common question i get from people is like oh you have a podcast cool what is it about you know, and I'm always like, man, it's a big question. You know, it's about everything. Um, but I would say that, you know, one of the main themes on this podcast is is exploring, you know, creativity and people's different people's creative processes. And I'm just curious for you, mm-hmm. like what in what in this work and what in your life makes you feel most creative? Hmm. Uh, what? I have to ask you, what do you mean when you say what uh, makes you most creative? Like, like, can you give an example? Yeah. Creativity is such a vast... So, you know, yeah. for me, 
this what we're doing right here like the the, the conversation um i feel really creative mm-hmm. when i sit down to talk with someone and they express to me that they're feeling a little nervous about about talking on my show mm-hmm. and my mind goes into mm-hmm. like the flow state and overdrive of like how can i uh how can I work to try to make this other person feel comfortable so that I can reveal to the world like the beauty of them and, and the thing about them that, that I love and that inspires me. And that's kind of, you know, what makes me feel super inspired mm-hmm. on this show is when I get to sit down with someone and then I watch over mm-hmm. 10 minutes or 30 minutes of, of us working together and in, in, in doing mm-hmm. this conversation, there's a certain point where suddenly I see them open. It's kind of like the petals of a flower and then they're blossoming. And it's like suddenly they're, <laughs> they're able to express themselves in this deep way that they didn't think they could. And, and that to me is when I feel really creatively fired up. Um, so I'm curious, like for you, right. you know, that that's kind of what I meant. You know, what are the moments or what, what in your life is, you know, and in this work uh, makes you feel that way? I mean, you know, it's very similar. I think, you know, that's where we connected or probably in the ocean is that when I see people light up, mm-hmm. you know, when when they're, when the light just goes on in, in people, you know, if I explain it, probably if you're lost, that's what I said, that, you know, in these interactions with the people, in, in opening my heart to them and allowing them to open their hearts to me in just connecting from this loving space to each other when when you see that suddenly and and it happened to me so so many times that i'm sitting in a restaurant or i'm sitting in some place and an absolutely random person whom we have never i have never seen before come and sit and they talks out everything about their life which you could not even imagine somebody you know talking to even their own family or even to the closest person you know, like they just open up themselves like anything. And I'm like, whoa, what just happened? Mm-hmm. You know, what, 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 did it, what did I do? You know, I was just sitting here and, and, and eating, you know, and this person, and, and they feel so relieved. And at the same time, when they are, not, they are not judged, you know, when they are accepted for who they are and, uh, and are allowed to express, something shifts within them. Mm. You know, there's a kind of... Uh, the, you know, the lightening up, I would call it. You know, the bulb gets lit. Yeah. You know, because I, I don't know, even I cannot say what is because or why it happens, or but it just happens. So the, when I, I, like you said that, you know, you help people uh, to, to be able to express themselves in terms of probably in the so or about themselves. I have the similar idea of, of helping them to, to connect to themselves. And then to, obviously, then they can express themselves. Mm-hmm. You know, asking them the right questions, asking them the questions which can help them to know who they really are, what they really, really want, and why that is the most important thing that they can ever do, be, or have. Because each one of us are so, so, so wonderfully talented and gifted. I am amazed. I am absolutely in, in a way... When I look at the people from a sweeper on the street to a vendor to even the even you know business tycoons, mm-hmm. of course, you know, and I see this amazing talent in them, amazing gifts in them. 
amazing light in them you know there is something in them which is just waiting to be like boom yeah. you know out into the world and then i see that how they are holding it back you know and and to and this process of of removing the dust i would call it you know or removing the glasses and helping them to see their own light i tell you how this is the most incredible drugs <laughs> in the world if there ever can be at least for me it is like a you know like like i don't know how to call it in english in hindi we call it nasa you know it's like intoxication yeah you know it's it's an intoxication mm. for me and probably that's why i do not do any of those okay. you know regular intoxication you know because i'm intoxicated by the beauty of yeah. the people and and the moments when that they see it yeah it's and i realized it when one of my friend just just yeah. to add i realized when one of my friend told me you know i look looks like you are more happy for me than i am for myself <laughs> <laughs> i'm like okay <laughs> okay yeah so, do you ever yeah. i'm curious cuz i know for myself personally in and this is something that's come up again and again on the show i feel like i talk about every every time i have an artist on we get into this part of the conversation um you know in my own creative process uh there are these you know there's this cycle that i find myself going through where i'll have like a creative up cycle where suddenly everything feels like it's happening and i'm getting so much done and oh i'm on a roll and then my path is clear and i'm inspired and then it always following that is this down cycle where suddenly it's like oh like nothing's happening in my life what am i doing i'm i'm you know i'm, I'm believing a fairy tale you know do you ever experience anything like that in in, in your own processes and, uh, and and how do you get through it when you do get in the middle of it i'm i'm really really grateful for asking this question and i really love you and i'm glad that i'm in this place with you because it's really requires a right question to get right answers and i know how important it is to ask the right question and i and i understand when you say that how you feel when people are able to answer and this is an incredible experience i have had right? you know i think you know that at the age of 17 i started a business and i had a 10 million dollar turnover when i was 21 i don't know if you have been knowing about that then i left everything went to the you know went out <laughs> traveling and and into the himalayas also you know about that part to you know know that i want to do something bigger than what i have done and i didn't know how so all of this was there so at that time like 10 years a decade ago i remember observing that there is something kind of like a six month cycle i have mm. you know in a six month things go up and down and then things go up and down i'm like honestly i'm like what the fuck what the hell is going on here i why is this like you know i make the journey up and then come down and up and down like i don't want this you know it it, it used to be irritating you know at that yeah. time a lot and uh, then you know when i left uh, the business world and all the stuff and took this break and all the stuff so of course when you are doing nothing you don't have a cycle or at least not in terms of you no know, this creativity kind of cycle because you are not doing anything much but at the same time then i again started doing all this foundation thing and investment thing i observed that cycle again and on and i think that i have now find an answer to it and i would like more people to try it and i'm sharing it with more people and i'm excited that as of now i'm seeing more similar better responses from all of them 
what I started to do, okay, before what I would do is that if I'm not able to be productive or something, you know, I would just clean my space, which is can be short term thing, you know, on a day you are not feeling like creative or something. If I clean my space, organize it properly, I start, you know, mm. getting creative. But I'm talking about a longer cycle. What I did is I have started my morning practices or rather I would say I have started my everyday daily practices, which I decided to follow religiously which includes, uh, you know, Surya Namaskar, like yoga and some uh, pranayama, some meditations, gratitude. It is approximately a three hours, two to three hours practice, which I do every day religiously. And since the time I have started it and really started doing it, uh, I have really noticed it's amazing. You can actually stay in the zone more than you can ever imagine. There, there is something which happens with you, with your system, you know, because you are not getting discharged probably, you know, you are regularly recharging yourself, so your energy battery does not go down. And that has held me to the longest streak till now in my life of this, you know, incredibly amazing, this boom zone, you know, which you are talking about, that everything is working yeah. out zone. So, you know, I mean, since post-COVID, you know, it's like around the uh, July, August, till now. And I can see my next nine months also, even next two, three years, I can see very clearly. I mean, a lot more than that. I'm, I'm in the zone. I have so much online uh, out there and everything is just working mm. so smoothly. And it is just getting better than I can even ever imagine. You know, it's like even before I think, what I need is being served to me. Mm. And that I can only credit to this practice. One of this practice, and there is this food thing which I have started to not eat after the sunset. You know, so, some small, small things like getting myself aligned with the nature cycle. You know, so resting after the sun is down because you are not supposed to work. You know, because there used to be no sun, no light, right. no electricity. So with the moon comes in, you are to connect with your feelings. When the sun comes in, you are connecting mm. with your work, you know, with the outside world. Moon is about inner world, sun is about outer world. So just following the nature cycle and putting it into my own life has been, an, I think, one of my greatest uh, thing which I have done for myself in my life. And I believe 10 years, 20 years down the line when I would be accomplishing these you know, ideas which I am working upon, if somebody will ask me what has got you here, I would probably say deep breathing and and uh, a daily okay. routine. You know, a daily ritual, I would say, yeah. for yourself. So, yeah, I, I think I, I cannot overstate the importance. Yeah, I love that. And I, I love the idea of it's something that I've been working with this year, especially is, you know, uh, this idea of the, like the 1% shift, you know, where I, I have my own practice that I do in my days mm. and it's not, you know, I set it at a place mm -hmm. where it's not too much of a push every day because I want to make it sustainable. Yes, and, yes. but of over course. time, you know, extrapolated over one year, five years, 10 years, those <laughs> little bit of difference, mm. you know, a one degree turn of the ship, the ship will end up exactly. in a completely different place. Right. So, it I, that that really resonates exactly. with me. You saying that, and I'm I'm just curious too. You know, um, you know, coming out of this year, one of the most, you know, 
the greatest years of change in the world like like what has it been like to to go through covid mm-hmm. in in india and in southeast asia you know where you were how did that change your experience uh honestly it it would be a uh, very surprising for you and your uh, viewers uh, listeners to listen that for me it really i mean in terms of it there was you know uh, like people have been affected by it in terms of like their lifestyle and their uh, uh, mental state or things like that in that term i had absolutely no effect i had nothing to do with the lockdown because i was living near the beach so it was like pretty easy and simple chill life for me and uh, in terms of things i do it only got skyrocketed people wanted now more to be healed mm. you know people wanted more to know the sam- themselves you know it pushed them to the place where they were more willing to work on themselves so it was good that i'm grateful that i have been doing my work on myself for so many years so i had some inputs to share you know and to be able to move in this path where i could impact billion lives you know in in the coming decade so in all these ways uh, yeah one thing was like i was supposed to be in bali because i'm working on creating a retreat center there and i was supposed to be in bali on 28th of march 2020 and i did not go but it does not affect mm-hmm. anything you know you can always go there another time another time you know but i think that i had a job here you know because so many people came and so much work was being done so uh, and now with the, even the portfolio management which i am doing for crypto investors uh, to help them to grow their investments uh, better i'm having a lot of these meditators there and one of my life mission is to create million millionaires meditative millionaires or conscious mm-hmm. millionaires multi millionaires okay. rather i would say because i feel that money is a power you know money is an uh, it's just another tool like in the sense like money is a petrol you know or it is a, mm-hmm. money is a gas for life and if this gas is in the hands of the of these people who are conscious or aware you know then the world could be a much better mm-hmm. place and spirituality does not mean you know either or you know if you have the wealth of of the spirit world then you should have the wealth of the material world otherwise in my idea it does not make sense that you know you have the wealth of the spiritual world but you are mm-hmm. broke or rather poor you know because broke is different broke is poor is a mindset broke is just you know mm. is an event you know so yeah that is one of the things so having these people trusting me with helping their portfolio maintain their portfolio and helping them to grow their wealth many of them want to start some conscious communities some of them want to start some wellness related festivals some of them want to just uh, go out into the mountain uh, not mountains i'd rather like some of them just go want to go out and be able to meditate and try, and wherever mm-hmm. they want to be and that what they require the the financial abundance for so working with them helping them to grow their abundance so that they can do what they want to do uh and make this world a better place in their own way um uh, is is another incredible yeah. you know uh blessing and thing which i am working upon it all came during the covid are these know? people that you're, that you're uh, working with are these other travelers that you met or are these native indians that you're working with uh no most of them are okay. not from india and uh and uh yeah i mean 
some of them are are travelers some of them are just there you know and they are what do you call it um, they started to live gotcha. in india like they shifted yeah, they moved to india basically like 10 years 15 years ago uh, yeah kind of mm-hmm. you can say immigrants so yeah like you know from different countries they just happened yeah. to shift to india mm-hmm. long ago so yeah all of this are like all the kind of people you know, there are some indians now as i say that and then there are other people as well nice but i made them because of covid you know i happened to be put up in one place so it was good time to develop connect with more people and develop more intimate relationships you know you just need to spend some time with them like yes. it happened with you you know so that's awesome <laughs> that's how was my yeah, covid story no I nothing like fancy i mean i had a similar <laughs> thing you know where at a time when i was you know seeing a lot of people um succumb to the fear and a lot of mm-hmm. there's a lot of hardship you know certainly i in mm-hmm. in my own life the first thing that happened i mean last year was going to be this big year for me where i you know finally struck out as a freelance videographer and lived off my art and made my career like really happen um it was like you know mm-hmm. all of a sudden the world was like sit down you know like not today <laughs> and <laughs> it and it really like forced me to um kind of take inventory of of what i actually what i had because it was easy to feel the sense of loss and but when i did that i realized mm-hmm. the that i do have such abundance in my life and and it ended up being such a huge mm-hmm. creative year for me you know i started this podcast and another one that i do with my friends a music podcast and um and it it really mm-hmm. became a year where what in the past you know when i i would have a million ideas my brain is always firing off ideas um but it was always like oh that's such a good idea mm-hmm. man I, i wish i could do that or i never could do that you know um and that and in some time in the last mm-hmm. year the 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 mentality shifted to suddenly being like oh that's a great idea i'm going to do that and then doing it you know and it's like right. a muscle the more that i worked that muscle the Literally. more you know able i was to say yes and to start you know i still struggle there's still stuff that i want to do that i'm you know i'm trying mm-hmm. to write this screenplay and i haven't even written a word yet and i and i uh and but it's mm-hmm. there it's a big goal it's something i want to do but you know i'm trying to learn how to grow a podcast how do i grow my platform how do i get you know more people interested in in this work that i'm doing and um you know and it's all you know it's all to serve you know the ability to live this creative life and to have more opportunity to to like like you are doing to 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 connect people and to to you know kind of push my own culture into the greater culture you know and uh So last mm-hmm. year was just, you know, I've been, you know, just aside from all the the weirdness of suddenly everybody having their faces covered and people not wanting to hug you and mm-hmm. the, which has been hard, you know, <laughs> the easier oh. side has just been that I've had all this time to really focus on, you know, my health and spirituality and my creativity and and that has never been stronger. You know, that's it's, I feel very blessed. to uh to have been given the opportunity to work up with that stuff. I mean 
definitely i feel covid gave us all the opportunity to hug mm-hmm. ourselves yeah you know in that sense like you know to embrace ourselves right no yeah. doubt about it and i remember you having that such a passion for making mm-hmm. music you know so how you used to compose oh. songs oh, yeah. uh, you know by those in oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. songs right. for you, you songs so, for some deep <laughs> <laughs> and the songs for the special oh, yes, one of right <laughs> yeah that was i mean that so, was an unexpected uh, unexpected consequence of of my spiritual journey in india was suddenly you know finding this musical voice and buying a guitar and writing music and being able to sing and play in front of people and um i've been playing a lot of music lately you know playing more bass than guitar but Mm -hmm. playing bass with my brother and working Mm -hmm. on that this this weekend i on saturday i went to this really amazing uh, party at this at my friend's house of house of musicians and we there was literally music mm-hmm. playing live music for 12 and a half hours straight of musicians coming on Whoa. stage and playing and and i was there for about eight hours so i got to play about eight hours of music and listen oh. to music and it was such you know talk about it mm-hmm. intoxication you know that that was um such a fun time and, exactly. and such a cool you know it's like something I've been hungering for, thirsting for. I know that. I have seen that in your eyes and in your whole body uh, when you were in India. You know, it was just like wanting to come out of you. I have seen that passion in you and I'm, I feel so happy that you are actually doing that and you are actually doing this, you know, with the podcast. Because you have, you are actually following your heart and doing what you are most, you know, gifted mm. at, naturally gifted at. So I think that COVID has been a blessing in yeah. that way. You know? Is what I feel, and we could hug tighter, oh, yeah. you know, once it uh, yeah, goes away. Totally. <laughs> Thankfully, I did not miss a lot good. of hugs. I miss hugs when I travel to a okay. city, which I am missing now for last one. Are you week. in a what kind of city? Or is it a big uh-huh. city that you're in? Yeah, I mean, not very big city or something like that, but it's yeah. still a city, you know. So and and you know in India it's not very common for for people to hug you know, in the in the Indian oh, yes. people. You know it's not mm-hmm. so common as if you have that experience. So definitely I can miss I miss some hug, but I had quite a lot of them and I'm going to have quite mm-hmm. a lot of them. So I just imagine that I am having these beautiful hugging embraces. <laughs> well, at least you got you got Shalini, right? Shalini is a hugger. <laughs> Yeah, Salini is also in her own uh, hometown oh, in Allahabad okay. right now. So yeah, you know she is working on creating her next ma- next masterpiece. Yeah, she's still painting. And uh, yeah, yeah, so, no, so that she's born with the brush. Born with the brush. <laughs> in case you have not, she's born with yes. the brush. And so, how has it been with yeah, with the two of you guys painting. over this over this year? I know for a lot of couples there was new. Uh, new pressures and new complications that, that for some people made it brought them closer together for some people made it more distance. You know, how has that been to navigate a, a, hmm. a romantic, a romantic relationship during this time? It's a very nice question. Again, you ask about it. And when you say about what happened with something, but it makes me to think about what happened with me. 
and if i tell you what happened with me like i never even used the word mm. relationship like we never used the word relationship for each other it's very i think it's a very different way how we approach it we call uh, each other companions first of all and i think words have energy because relationship word i i feel personally that it has been contaminated and it has many meanings and it just you know it it just loses its charm you know uh, it also has a, in many places it comes with control it comes with insecurities it comes with so many things so we just decided to use the word companion mm-hmm. for each other and we had an agreement that uh, we are with each other because you know we i mean not like a like a legal agreement yeah. you know something like that but an understanding that we are with each other as long as three of us are growing well uh, we are not uh, three people in a relationship don't expect the person here when i say three <laughs> when i say three people i we mean that there are three people in a relationship in any relationship even if the if there are two involved it's like me her yeah. and we and as long as all three are happy we are growing you know we are into it we are just having fun with it and if any one of the three is not happy then we need to look yes. into it and and work upon it and if we are able to work upon it well and good otherwise we move and make sure that you know uh, wherever we go the three remains happy I love that. So that has been a very conscious choice for us. So as we are traveling together, living together, so it's not that COVID changed anything. We were traveling together. We were living together. So in that way, we were there, and we always make sure that we are consciously observing, and and we keep on reminding each other that no, you are you can go. Mm-hmm. You know, if you are not happy. Yeah. You know. So we make this conscious choice. To be honest, like. I mean, practically speaking, we make this conscious choice every three, six months or in every year. But non-practically speaking, like yeah. every day, every day we have a freedom to choose whether we want to be with each other and go with each other, or we are happy going with each yeah. other or not. It's funny. So that is the. Uh, yeah. A couple of years ago, I was working for this woman. I was trimming a bunch of weed. <laughs> for this woman and uh <laughs> and I was talking to her and she's like yeah me and my boyfriend you know we've been together for 12 years and I was like wow like that's amazing like what's your secret you know and she looks at me and she's like well we we just didn't break up <laughs> I was like how'd you stay together for 12 years she's like we didn't break up and I was like that makes I love the like simplicity of that answer you know and uh yeah, you know, like the 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 other thing that you said that I really wanted to touch on that that really resonated with me was this idea of a relationship being three people, um, and it's amazing to me that you, you know, without talking to me, that you, you know, illustrated that because uh, two years ago, I don't know if you knew this, but I I um, was asked to marry my friends. I became a, a reverend. I became ordained by mm-hmm. the church, and uh, and so mm-hmm. I you know, as part of the wedding, I gave her this big speech in front of my friends and their family. Uh-huh. And, uh-huh. and I uh-huh. had to write a speech about, you know, what am I going to say to my friends as they get married? You know, I love them both so much. Like what, what wisdom can I, <laughs> can I uh, present to symbolize uh-huh. this, this union? And, um, 
And the very mm-hmm. concept that I brought in was talking about how, you know, this marriage, this relationship is, is, you know, it's, it's both of them have their own identity, but then they create this third identity together. Yeah. And I really, uh, mm-hmm. I really tried to drive it home for them that as you move and grow together, the third identity is only as strong mm-hmm. as the two other identities. You have to keep feeding your individual identity exactly. because if you don't, then that third identity will suffer. I see a lot of people <laughs> sacrifice their own happiness, you know, because they are so bought into that shared right. identity and, and then it becomes, you know, the foundations kind of crumble and become shaky. And so I don't know, hearing you talk about it, I was like, Oh man, Sandeep's on my level. He gets it. You know? <laughs> yeah. no, exactly. You know, and also the thing is that we have not, uh, we have decided that we are not, we don't mm-hmm. want to marry, you know? You, you know, we don't need a license, you know, in the sense of like, we don't uh, need to create a boundary or boundaries. I mean, not that marriage is a boundary, but why to even yeah. do that? Which I, you know? I, we love, we are with each other because we are happy yeah. and growing with each other. We are thriving with each other in every area of our life, with every breath of our life. And as long as that is happening, we are together. That's beautiful. And, and I know well, as well, like that, that living in a culture that has such a deep tradition like that can't have been an easy thing to, 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 you know, to, to define your relationship by, or, you know, I could imagine that for your parents, that was a, maybe a more difficult thing to hear from your kids. Like we're not going to get married, you know, <laughs> but we are also living in a culture which gave common. Oh yeah, totally. Yes. The book of love. No. Uh, and uh, that's what culture yes. was, right? This, what you are talking about, the culture is is very, very recent. It's hardly a few mm-hmm. hundred years old. And the, you know, the, this is not the culture which you are which you are talking about. This is the programming, you know, the fear, right. the conditioning, which is only a few hundred yes. years old. But the core is is we don't even know the core when it mm-hmm. was written, when it was made. We're living in a culture which has, we, we don't know when it actually began. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. That, and that's what I remember, you know, I tend to remember, I try to remind people yes. about it, you know, that we don't, we, you know, we talk about India or something like that. That's not identity. India only was formed 75 mm-hmm. years ago or 80 years ago, whatever, you know, the independence mm-hmm. day. But come on, you know, you are like so old. You cannot derive your identity from what happened uh, on with a stroke of a midnight on 15th of August 1947. And I think it is for, same for all cultures. No, we humans are much older than you know, we think we are. You know? and, and when we will start seeing ourselves from that angle, that space, it will be much easier for us to change. You know? Or rather to be ourselves. You know? We have put on a facade. Yeah. You know, which is what I feel, you know, we have yeah. put on a facade of, of whatever we call it. You know, we are Indian and American. Come on. Where was an India and where was an America? Just look back a few hundred years ago. There was none of this. There was no dollars and there was no rupees. <laughs> no? Right. Yeah. Right? I love that. That's beautiful, man. If you look at the human history, yeah. we are pretty old. And, and all of this is just a passing mm-hmm. change. Right? Yeah, change is the only constant. So then you are very different. 
change is the only constant, right? So, yeah, I mean, I understand what you talk about that, you know, in this culture it's difficult, but then I don't have to explain to anybody. Mm. Yeah, you don't owe anybody an explanation. My parents, an explanation, right? My life, and I told to my mom, though, that, you know, if you feel like getting married, if you you are married, and still you want me to marry, I mean, if you are so interested in marriage, I have no problem. You can do it one more time and three more times and ten more times. But do you want me to question you or blame you or point a finger upon you if I am unhappy tomorrow? If you don't want me to do that, then just be free and don't let me put a, make me make a choice. Otherwise, yes. you know, if I make my choice, I am responsible. You so, sound like a man. That is, you know. How it goes? <laughs> I am a man as of now, as since the last time I said. <laughs> awesome. For a bad one. Yes, you are. Yes, you are very manly, Sandeep. Um, what? Uh, so, I'm just curious. You know, what? What? Uh, can we? Let's talk a little bit about the future. What? It, looking forward. What? What's most exciting to you? That's on the horizon. What are you reaching for right now? That's what's what's the what's the big project or the big thing that uh that you're looking at that you feel very excited about in your life i know you got one <laughs> you know that's a very interesting question and it has okay. two answers again to be honest i'm just looking forward or even not even looking forward to it but I'm my next breath your next what that's it Breath, next breath, next breath. No? Here it is. <sighs> that's it. That, that exactly, you know. That's my idea to take uh, my each breath more slowly and deeply, you know. So, and I know that sounds very philosophical, but that is all that I look forward to. At the same time, I am very, I'm, I'm having larger vision as I was saying about it in the group. But why I say that I look for the next breath is I'm not attached mm. to any of it, you know. I'm just going to go about and have fun and, and the rest have, rest has to follow. So that's where why I said that, no, I'm looking for the next step. But on the other hand, I have certain targets to, to reach, uh, I would like to reach. I would be enjoying reaching in this year from the crypto investments and the portfolio management and things which I'm doing right now. I want to give myself a few months to this thing in, in more depth. And then I would have the team ready, which is handling it. I'm already forming the team. And then I will take the fund and uh, and the crypto beer market, which will come next year. I will take the fund and uh, invest in the in a wellness facility, wellness resort, uh, wellness or uh, you know the soul rejuvenation center is what I would like to call it, which I'm working mm. on building. And another part of the fund I will put in uh, wellness uh, related products and services. Mm-hmm. Basically, you know, yeah. and education, the th- education will be the center and products and services will be revolving around it. So it will be a whole about a wellness. Uh, the is it of in wellness. I want to start as, uh, no, 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 it is like, I'm not yet started it on physically. It's only in a yeah. state of idea. I want to set up, a, like, I want to give a platform to many of the incredible wellness educators, teachers and uh, creators like products, services, art and music, you know, these things that people are creating, incredibly healing yes. elements for what we can use. 
but they don't have a you know they don't know how to reach the market or uh, they are just too good in their work of creating but they need someone who can promote them or you know who can help them to reach the end consumers or rather i would not like to call it a the seekers you know yeah. those who need them yeah. what they are making so i will pre- work on creating that marketplace or help them to with the you know to create their uh, communicate their idea their things which they are creating you know from ayurveda and from various other you know uh, healing modalities uh, and health modalities yeah. in the world like alternative if you want to call it but i would call that's it awesome. natural basically so that's one thing another is i want to create a fund uh at least i want to begin creating the fund so i have in mind of creating a 100 million dollar fund for conscious mm-hmm. entrepreneurs you know for the for the meditator entrepreneurs because they can change the world you know they can i mean not that we have to go and change the world out there uh, it is just that you know doing your own bit to to bring the ideas into fruition the ideas which could be um, uh something which uh, which they have a 360 degree impact you know which takes everything into account the plant and the animal and the human and the earth you know not something which is just unsustainable yeah if that's a term sustainable you know ideas can be brought into uh, fruition so that is one i want to build so maybe i could put at least if not much as a, a small fraction into it and begin it you know like kind of and then maybe i believe that people will come and they will want to build it up and support those people who can you know find solutions you know and uh, somehow make this world a, a more happier place mm. that's beautiful so, sandeep that is one of the the project on mind so yeah these are the few things <laughs> yeah well you'll have to when when you have your location for your wellness center established you're going to have to I'll have to come out and make a video about it, you know. I would uh, I know you have to also come for probably the some of the retreats that we are going to do. If you remember we talked about it when yeah. we met in India. Okay. Right? And we have been working on doing some with with Prima and Alina, but then they happened to end up in Bali and I could not reach. <laughs> so <Of course. laughs> So yeah, all of that is on the cards for sure. And the center also. I mean Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. <laughs> fingers crossed. Yeah, fingers crossed. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I have all of this thing but I'm not attached to any of it. I just to the yeah, next breathing. I mean, it's a part the of the practice, follow. right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, you know. That's that's all that I realize your dreams one breath at a time. <laughs> Maybe that would be a good idea. <laughs> yeah, to you use. can put that one on an inspirational poster for for your clients. Yeah, I mean today when I was driving and talking to my team I had this that you know the life the your income depends on the amount yeah something like that your income depends on the amount mm-hmm. of fun you have you know. So the, the more the fun you have I know many will disagree mm-hmm. probably and uh, I tend to tend to say that uh, that's when that's why they probably need to look at that if they have the income because those who really have fun they can really you know make money of course they need to have an abundant mindset and all this so but you cannot really make a lot of money if you're not really having fun or rather you cannot be you can be rich but not wealthy you know and there is a difference in the same way like what you said what, what was it that you said this uh this now what was it 
realizing your dreams one breath at a time? One breath at a time. I think that's that needs to be a, the tagline for all the yeah. dreamers out there. Instead of baby steps, <laughs> baby breaths. Yeah, baby breaths. Wow, that's a good one. You see, you're getting there. <laughs> well, I have a I, I have a dream that I wanted to share with you too. That I've, I think I've mentioned it on the podcast before, mm-hmm. but it's it's something that uh, that I think you would be uh, you would be proud of me for having. <laughs> I'm already proud of you, coming. You need to be proud oh, of yeah. yourself. <laughs> Don't give that power oh, to no. someone else. I, no, I'm excited about it. I I was uh I had this dream a couple of years ago when I was driving and it's it's something that I'm mm-hmm. hoping to bring about in the next couple of years, but I want to uh I want to produce this travel channel, this like YouTube travel show that's mm. uh mm-hmm. it involves me traveling the world, you know, uh and uh basically giving, you know, young people, you know, 18 to early thirties, but really for everybody, you know, empowering people Mm -hmm. who are not sure who they are or what they want to do with their lives to, Mm -hmm. to give them kind of a buffet, like a buffet table of options of trips of travel Mm. trips that they can do to build meaning into their life, to build their own symbolism Mm. of who they are and to discover they are mm. you know if, for me the, that trip to india you know it, it it really changed my life in these major ways and helped me to see with clarity what my values are and within a year of getting back i had like figured mm. out the path that i needed to be on and so the idea mm-hmm. of you know traveling around um and and kind of discovering these different things like maybe a you know i go to an elephant retreat mm. oh here's a you know i'll do a video like you can mm. come stay here and take care of elephants or mm. here's a meditative center that you can go volunteer at or here's a t- school you can go teach english at mm-hmm. so that for people that are like right. looking to build meaning in their lives you know the scary thing when you're trying to go travel mm-hmm. is like well where do i go what do i do i don't know it's too big of a question Mm-hmm. Where they can tune in to to the channel mm-hmm. and get some ideas and and hopefully you know I think yeah. that everybody, especially in my country, Americans, we so so rarely do we leave this country and and I really think for the future of our we of our country we could really be served by more people getting out and experiencing the rest of the world and building connections with people from other countries uh, and other cultures and learning from them and so. Um, so that's my dream. And then, and, and then there'll also be like a podcast where I interview all the interesting people that, uh, that you only meet when you travel, right? The people that live outside the, the borders of settled society, um, Mm. that I know you're super familiar Mm -hmm. with. And, um, the, you know, the whole project I think will be called a higher degree. So that's what I'm not Kula Darwaza? Uh, Kula Darwaza <laughs> maybe the, is uh, the subtitle, you know. <laughs> no, it's who am I to take ownership of Kula Darwaza? That is all of ours. You know? That's something that we all created together. Yeah, but you are the one who named it. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I love your project. I mean, I would definitely like to be, a, a, you know, somehow a little yeah. bit a part of it. There was one thing which we were working on creating is wellness yes. tourism yes. thing, you know. 
of course it is not like a tourism but it's just a name to introduce those kind of people like right. you're talking about into the world of wellness into the world of new ideas into the world of opening up the mind like that kind of thing mm-hmm. so i hope that when you are doing it if you are there at that conversation at paradise beach when we talked about hiring a camper van or taking a camper van and going around mm-hmm. europe uh i don't know if you were a part of that conversation when we had with dima alina and all I at think, paradise beach i think beach. i remember something like but that i think we could yeah yeah so maybe that could be also a part of it we have not given up on that idea even mm-hmm. though it's four years down oh now. yeah i mean four years have passed so it, yeah. it's still on the everything path, is possible sure. And you yeah, and I've I've spent the last two years since having this idea, like developing my skills to the point of now where I do feel confident Mm -hmm. that I can produce a show like with nothing else than than my own talents and my you know I have all the gear, I have the camera, I have the the recording Mm -hmm. setup, I have the computer, and so really it's just how Mm -hmm. do I find. you know, how do I find the funding to make this a sustainable project so that I, I, you know, not to get rich off mm-hmm. of it, but to, to be able to keep it going, you know, how do I, right. so that's kind of right. with this podcast, with my other podcasts, I'm trying to build my platform up so that I can attract, you know, sponsors and people who, who I can, you know, basically convince of this dream mm-hmm. to, to support it because mm-hmm. I think it has a lot of uh, value in it. And um, absolutely I'm, I'm, you know absolutely. that's a even that is a process of experimentation and i'm trying to uh to, to figure that out on the fly as i keep producing the art you know mm-hmm, mm-hmm. wow and since you have got there that's a very much proof that you will get mm-hmm. there as well right i remember four years ago you know you wanted to do things you know you wanted to make the music album you wanted to sing more yeah. you know you wanted to interview people as well. I remember you did say that when we were, you know, in India, when you were in India and things like this. And, and you are already yeah. doing it, right? And what I have learned from my observation, from my life experiences, that sometimes, and or rather a lot of times, you have a dream. And that is your life's work. You know, you maybe you are, you are going to build it over over a decade or a few decades, or maybe it's whole lifetime and you will pass it on to someone else. And what we want is, oh, I have a dream and I want to be yeah. fulfilled now. You know, the mind creates such an urgency. And I just met a guy who had a dream 36 years ago. Mm-hmm. You know, and today now he's almost you know, ready to die and now he's on the verge of actually accomplishing it. And this all 36 years, he was okay. building that dream. How does he feel about you know? that? So, I mean, think about it, you know, you have spent half of your life uh, to build your dream. How would you feel about it? I mean, you have actually accomplished what mm-hmm. you dreamt of, you know. He he just feels like he, he lived his life, you know. He have no... Not, nothing to regret about, nothing to be... I mean, if you look at him and, and, and the way he is, you know, you feel like somebody is utterly satisfied. Mm-hmm. Yeah? And one thing when I hear this story and uh, uh, about him, I felt like I had a vision, you know, whatever I talked about it is a part of my vision, which I had a, almost like seven years to a decade ago. And of course, you would say, okay, where is the, you know, what did you build? And maybe on a physical level, not much, 
but i have realized that all these years i was being spiritually mentally and emotionally being prepared to be able to actually build this you know mm. this dream and that is very essential you know you cannot just uh, build a dream without being spiritually physically spiritually mentally and emotionally ready for it most of us fail there so and now with all of that build i feel this year 2021 actually started almost the last end of 2020 already started with the with the physical creation aspect mm. of it you know so first comes the funding the abundance and the people and the knowledge that's what is getting ready now and then you know further more creation and but the seed was already there you know long ago because when i first bought my bitcoin 5 years ago i already knew that this will be going into the invest what i the returns will be going into the wellness yeah. uh, you know yeah. center project so it was started already there but then I, it was not fulfilled there and i remember beating myself up at at some point of time some of these times like you know so many years so many months have passed you know what have i done i should have at least done something about it you know but then i see that some of the dreams you build over the lifetime i'm not saying that you want to take lifetime mm-hmm. to build it but the more the more tastier you know the more delicious it is the more you savor it and and you know it's not about reaching there it's about getting there mm-hmm. it's the journey you know which is the most delicious part of it and today i can i uh, i'm so grateful for everything which i have been doing and and being all these years i mean i see i met you right and i have met such amazing people like you all over my life and these are the real treasures these are the real wealth these are the real real beauty and test of my life and now whatever is to be coming or whatever is to be building will be built yeah you know but I'm already so rich. You're a very you know? rich man, Sandeep. I've always felt that about you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's our friendship which yeah, makes man. us rich. You know, it's our relationships, if that is the word. Well, in, so in the physical follow. sense, I hope that that we can be physically present uh, in the near future with each other. I miss you. I'd love to. You know, you have the open invi- invitation to come visit me. You know, whenever whenever the the fates allow. Yeah. I am glad you remember yes. about it. No, I would love to have you in my home and and uh take you on some crazy adventures mm-hmm. in, in California. Um uh, but Yeah, man, I, I know that we're, we're we're running into some pretty late time for you, you know, being on the other side of the world. But I before we go, I just wanted to uh, you know, ask, you know, for people that might want to get in touch that have been inspired mm-hmm. by this conversation, like what's the best way for people to find you and to connect with you? I mean, that's my website is there. Sandeepkaria.com. Okay. Probably the most easiest to reach. Otherwise I'm on Instagram with energy tuner Sandeep. Uh, and I'm on Facebook with uh, Kadia Sandeep uh, with the same, sorry, same uh, username energy tuner Sandeep. So, Yeah, that's it. Um I could grease there unless somebody wants to WhatsApp mm-hmm. you. That's awesome. <laughs> well, Sandeep, so, thank you so much yeah. for coming on the Bartcast, man. I I appreciate you uh working with me on my art and being your true and authentic self and um I miss you, man. I can't wait to see you again. I am very very grateful for this conversation. 
you know i am very very grateful i enjoyed to my heart's contact just to cho- to chat with you you know for me it was just a conversation oh, with totally. a friend and the podcast was a by product yeah. of it you know so I, but i am very very also grateful to everybody of you who is going to listen to it or who is actually now listen to it uh to give your attention and time to your precious time of your life to listening our conversation that's that's really uh something i'm very very grateful for and thanks to you for inviting me mm-hmm. happy you know like uh, <laughs> it is just uh, so just i'm very, i'm just very grateful and thank you for giving me an opportunity to share my thoughts ideas and vision to the to the beautiful people around the world who are connected to you Hell so yeah brother magic away well, well hey man keep doing the good work <laughs> keep in touch and uh give give shalane my love mm-hmm. and um we'll have to do this again soon absolutely i look forward to reconnect and and we communicate with all your beautiful Hell people yeah. around here and of with course, you of course, of course. <laughs> well i love you brother and thank uh, you so much and love uh, you. and we'll talk thank soon okay Absolutely absolutely be, thank be you well, all my friend and namaste thanks to you as well namaste yeah kuch milega bye bye all right folks there you have it the man the legend sandeep kedia what a what a enjoyable talk that was um yeah i love that dude's laugh it always gets me. Uh, he apologized that he was feeling a little tired, you know, and that he wasn't as high energy, but I thought he was perfect. And thank you so much, Sandeep, for coming on. Um, go check him out, you know, on Instagram at Energy Tuner Sandeep or uh, on Facebook as well, Energy Tuner Sandeep. And um, I, I, you know, if any of you guys, you know, if, if what he said or his way of communicating resonated with any of you guys, uh, reach out to him because I can honestly say that like of everyone, of anyone I've met, like I've never met anybody that is more like interested in connecting with anybody. So like, if you're like, Hey, that guy, it seemed like he'd be cool to talk to, like reach out, he'll talk to you and, and give you his full undivided attention. And, uh, and you'll make a new friend. I guarantee it. Like you can't not be friends with that guy. He's just, he's just the man. He's just awesome. So, um, thank you, Sandeep. Appreciate you coming on. Um, we're 10 days away folks from the one year anniversary of this show. And, uh, I just realized that like five minutes ago. So I need to figure out what I'm going to do to commemorate that. Cause that's special. Um, I'm definitely open to ideas. If you have an idea, shoot me a message, uh, on Instagram at young Hobart. Um, let me know, uh, uh, you know, guest ideas. Should I, should I just have old Jesse on? Should we do the year at year in? Um, let's get creative. You know, if there's something that you want to hear or some sort of feature that you'd like, uh, please don't be shy. Um, I love when people reach out about the show. That's, that really is something that really fuels this and makes me feel connected. So, uh, please, if you feel inclined to, to, you know, you can reach out on Instagram or, uh, at 
the 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 Bartcast uh, mailbox at gmail.com. Um, but yeah, hope you all are doing well on this April, mid-April week, and uh, much love to you all. Until the next time, be well, my friends.